Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 508, contains co-host Madeline Ray, dirty comedy talk, crocodile orgies, popular searches, and an interview with the beautiful Nina Nova. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle? To and fro. Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Dangle. Dick Dangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 508 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is the wonderful and beautiful cam model and content creator extraordinaire. She is everything fetish that you could possibly want in a content creator and more. She is the fungi femme fatale, the mushroom maiden, the caterpillar, concubine, the buxom butterfly bombshell, the pantyhose and plant princess, and the potato pimp. It's Madeline Ray. How are you doing, lovely? Energized. Energized? Wow. Yeah, I caught second wind. Okay. <laughs> Not falling asleep this episode. Oh, that's good. I thought maybe oh, buddy. you met you were gassy. No, that's okay. that's for the videos. Uh-oh. JK. <laughs> <laughs> Not capitalizing on my farts yet. 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 I just, I, I'm not getting into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to because that brings up something I want to talk about. So <laughs> I'm not putting farts in jars. Trust me. We're good. Oh, maybe little vials to wear around necks. Ooh, that's saucy. Little, little uncorking. That's right. A little bump. Just, yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yep. You sitting there on the train going to your commute? Little <sighs> fart in a vial. All right. And people think you're doing drugs. Like, oh no, it's just just Dick Dangle's farts. <laughs> it's just 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 flatulence. Right. <laughs> oh, to dangle. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just get right into it. So. Dear listeners, for this episode, what do you get? You get Madeline Ray, you get me, you get some articles and stories, but you also get an interview with the amazing Nina Nova. I will talk about that at the end of the first half. You will hear the interview in the second half. It's going to be a good time. Let's just get right into farts and jars. So, All right. I went to see a comedian a couple nights ago, and uh, he is the awesome Ian Fidance. Uh, I've seen him a couple times now, and actually, as this is being released, he will have just recorded uh, a special, and I can't wait to see it, because if it's anything like what he did in Pittsburgh at the Improv, it's going to be great. So he had two openers, and I believe they were both local to Pittsburgh, And the one was talking about keeping things spicy and filming content or filming a scene with his wife and seeing if it, if it looked good enough to release. 
and he had a lot of fun with that. But he did get into the idea of what people are into, and he talked okay. about the woman who sold jars of her own flatus. And it was difficult for me. That was the first time I wanted to be not a heckler, but someone that helps the act. Mm, mm. Because I've talked about it on this show. Other people have talked about it on this show. It's difficult not to. Because I mean, when you know, you know. You know, right. Exactly. I don't want to say I'm an expert, but I know. Uh, I mean, there are people that have sold their bath water, their urine, their squirt. Mm -hmm. Their farts, they sell everything. I'm sure they sell their breast milk. Like it's, oh, yeah, all of that is such a, such a scene. And it, it's cool because when I was sitting there and he starts to bring this stuff up, of course, he was very funny and he made it funny. Mm -hmm. But you can hear the audible gasp by some of the people in the crowd. Like that <laughs> is crazy. That is disgusting. <laughs> However, they feel about it, just like, oh, pearl clutching yeah and i'm thinking to myself baby if you only knew <laughs> yeah right <laughs> there's some there's some stuff that goes on like i'll uh i'll try and get you a ticket to exotica you're gonna come watch this you're gonna be in the know trust me <laughs> was there ever a point when you started into the world of selling socks and underwear and doing clips, especially custom clips, and really diving into that world where you thought, whoa, that is crazy, or that is crazy to ask, or were you always that person that went, well, I could see that. That kind of makes sense. In the beginning, there was a lot of like feet. Oh, that's taboo. But also, you know, I can do that. Yeah. Pantyhose. Oh, I can do that. Um, but yeah, and I, I have essentially been desensitized. Okay. For the most part, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, I can, I can understand how that could be triggered and become, you know, the, the brand in the brain. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, now earlier years, yeah, it would be like, oh my god, do what? <laughs> do you remember? Oh? <laughs> Do you remember anything that just made you go, oh, my, like what? Not necessarily what did I get myself into, but more of that. I got a lot of learning to do. Um, so I had a request for crushing cans and it had to be metal cans, like with both sides, like a can of beans. OK, oh, okay. I got you. So so the metal can would be the ends would be removed. So it was just the cylinder. OK. And the shoes that had to be worn were open toe, but the pinky toe had to be exposed. And every time I crushed a can, the pinky toe had to be towards the camera. Yep. See? The face. The face. <laughs> the face. Mm -hmm. That. Very specific. Uh, unbelievably. Very specific. Specific. Yep. But I did half a dozen customs for that person. Wow. Which means I executed efficiently and was able to nail it. So the repeating let me know that I was doing something right, even though I had no idea what I was fucking doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. So with the pinky out, you were toenailing it. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love puns. 
see, now, when I think that, because when I have conversations with friends, you know, people always like to bring up weird fetishes. Uh-huh. You know, oh, I just, I don't understand that. And I can understand the vast majority of fetishes, but when they become that specific, I want to know the path to that. You know, it was, I think it had to, something to do in the early years, mm-hmm. some pivotal moment, either a friend's mom or maybe their own. Okay. You know, it usually comes from something in the early years, like adolescence. Okay. They just see something and it's right at that point where it's like, this makes me horny. Right. <laughs> this is learning. It's like a baby bird or a, a duck imprinting on a human. You know, you're the first thing I see. You're my mommy. Oh, right. Right. But oh, there's the vacuum cleaner. Well, I'm going to put my dick in that. Right. When I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a don't judge. So, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I've never done that. But with something like that, (laughs) with something like that, you go, okay, my mind is working in a very MacGyver way to see what could bring me tactile pleasure. Oh, my God. So so like the dick in the back. Okay, that I get. And seeing an attractive neighbor or uh, friend's mom, something like that, doing something and maybe imprinting a a shoe or foot fetish or a a strong love of breasts or blonde hair, that I I completely understand. But when the fetish gets so incredibly specific where they want you to have your pinky toe out, crushing a can, like I go, what is it in the brain that gets you to – Almost a point of no return because how much more specific can you get mm-hmm. before before the dopamine just does not release at all? Correct from the whole experience. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, I I don't I don't know. I just I just work here. Right. <laughs> so, what do you have a fetish of that has gotten extremely specific? Do you have something? I like it when the dentist puts his gloved hands in my mouth or her. I usually have male dentists though. Yeah. I like that. Especially, especially when they're, they're going to do a filling and they have to numb me and he's like, okay, I'm going to stick the needle in. I'm like, yes, jiggle my cheek while your fucking fingers are shoved in there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yes. (laughs) It's like that scene from a little shop of horrors that they did in the (laughs) eighties with, uh, who was that? Steve Martin and, Mm. Is that Bill Murray? I think it was. I think so. Yeah. That's a great yeah. scene, by the way. I haven't developed that for me yet. Yes, you have. You've got something. You're uh, just you not... would think. <laughs> but I I haven't. Like, I have appreciations for things. Uh-huh. But it's nothing where I go, oh, my God, that is so. Uh, that's taking what I am doing to another level by this person doing this. I enjoy. Uh, certain things, like uh, in the one interview I did with Rocky Emerson at mm-hmm. Exotica, talked about clavicles and, and feet and things that I like. Well, she talked about clavicles, which I enjoy, and I, I also enjoy feet and things like that. But I've never – it's not. I don't need it to get off. It's nothing that is heightening it to a point where it's over-delivering. 
that Noted. being said, yeah, thank you. That being said, I'm not afraid to work on those things. I wouldn't mind kind of delving into who I am sexually in a way where I start to develop and appreciate these things that I don't I want to say I haven't had the time to do, but I haven't mm-hmm. been with partners that allow me to really explore that. You've just been too busy. <laughs> nice call back to the last episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you, you know, text somebody during the day, you'd you'd uh, you know. Go on. Come on. I got that. I've stated my case. Made my peace. <laughs> Next. Nah. I'm a busy man, damn it. <laughs> Though I will say I left, we'll call it the corporate world. To start my own day job, thinking uh-huh. that I would have more autonomy and uh-uh. more of this, that, and the other. And because I am contracted through people with my job, I really don't. I'm still at the beck no. and call of the man. Yeah, I'm forever and always. Yes. So hopefully, this either podcast or, you know, making scenes and clips and working with people works into something. But I have an opportunity to actually take over a job where it's my job and it's my thing. I make the product. I sell the product. Marks on a jar. You nailed it. (laughs) I will eat what you want me to eat. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to talk about it yet because if it goes well, I'm actually going to be talking to the person that has this business and they're able to do it as a one person business. Okay. I'm going to be talking to them over the next month or two. And if it goes well and I can find an inexpensive place to run this business out of, which wouldn't take a lot of space, but I just need a space. It could be a thing. So we'll see what happens. I I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Which is yeah, good. Well, I may be. not sound like it, but I, but I am. You have to let me know what it is when we're off air. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. I got the inside scoop, guys. If anybody wants to know, you got to PayPal me or something. No, cash at me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll spill the deets. I got Dick's dirty details. Dick's dirty deets? Dick's dirty deets. But there is so much going on because... Madeline Ray and Dolly yeah. D and I have been spitballing some ideas. Hopefully in the next couple months here, they will come to fruition. I, I would like to have something done by the end of the year. I won't lie to you. I'm putting you on the clock. Okay. Okay. We got this. I know you're, I know you're a busy person. I know because I go to bed early and it's really important to me. What time do you get up normally? <laughs> My body hates me. Um, <laughs> anywhere, anywhere between like three fifteen in the morning and five. You're psychotic. Like I set an alarm, but my body's like, "Hey, bitch, you waking up before it? Guess what? We did it again. Beat it." <laughs> so, I'm like, no. <laughs> so, what time do you normally go to bed? I'll say most nights before nine, some nights though, like seven forty five. That's crazy. Why? It's it you know what? I get so much shit done during the day 
and it's just like it's the right schedule for my stupid little body so it just works feels nice man feels nice this would really put a crimp in our relationship because it would i am someone for me anyway so what's that you're too busy for me anyway (laughs) (laughs) you really took that personally (laughs) oh i'm it's, it's the ace up my sleeve. That's right. I am someone in a perfect world. I would go to bed about 2 a.m. And I would get uh-huh. up at like 10 a.m. That's my perfect okay. schedule. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of daylight you're missing there, my bud. Oh, but it's a lot of nighttime. Nothing happens at the night. Nothing happens at night. How do you know you're in bed by seven? You know. <laughs> well, exactly. I can't miss what I don't know exists. All right, I'll start See? start letting you know what's going on. <laughs> like the He's one gonna thing, going to wear squint pants. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Ton of callbacks to the last episode. Uh, you haven't seen these. Get it. Oh, these sweatpants are so nice, though. Are they sequin? They're Russell Athletic. Do they swish when you walk? Oh, they're so thick and soft. Easy, oh. easy. <laughs> oh. One of the things that you would miss is going out to clubs because the day oh. before Thanksgiving, I went uh-huh. to the Diamond Lodge in Rootstown, Ohio. Where? Rootstown, Ohio. It's basically... Is one uh, stoplight and is the club in a cornfield? You're not far off. Okay, it's it's... It sounds like that kind of setup. Yeah. <laughs> I love Ohio. There are plenty of clubs like that. I've been to a few, mm-hmm. but yeah, that just sounds like the, the cornfield club. Yeah, it's a great club, but it is definitely secluded. Is it a BYOB? No. Okay. There was a couple out my way that were BYOB. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple that. So when I went there uh, the day before Thanksgiving, just wanted to go out, relax, hang with some friends. Hung with Quick and Dirty Media, hung with the Diamond Couple, and uh, got to talk to management and hang out with some of the dancers that I knew, got introduced to a lot of people. It was a really, really good time. But the Diamond Couple was saying that, you know, there are a few other clubs that they will go to, and the one is BYOB. And I always Mm -hmm. wonder, when you do that, do they limit what you can bring in? Because, like, if you bring I, in a 30 rack, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, if I'm gonna go to a club and I'm bringing my own drinks, I'm gonna bring, a, you know, a fifth of something, maybe a couple come in with like a little roller cart bar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> That's so cute. I think so. Like, oh, this is BYOB. Okay, hold on and just. <laughs> wheeling this thing across the parking lot or a slushy machine filled with like margarita mix (laughs) (laughs) i'd make some friends that night yeah right oh my goodness yeah so that'll probably happen i may uh visit some some other clubs as well in the in 2024 yeah a big thank you to everyone at the diamond lodge i had an absolute blast being out there and you may Hear some things coming from them involving me. We'll see what happens. What did you do? Are you on their like most wanted board? Never let in again. I'm a damn fine tipper. 
That's all I'm going to say. Damn okay. fine. I just Google mapped Rootstown, and yeah, it's exactly what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where it's at, roughly? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, right on the outside outskirts of Kent. Kent State? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> used to party out there. <laughs> oh, it's bringing... Once climbed a tree to escape a taxi cab fee. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> so, so how does that work? Because you're in the I tree. Just... They just wait for you to come down. And there were two other people, but I was like, okay. not it. And dove out of the taxi when we stopped and just climbed up the tree like a cat. So they had to pay. Was booze involved? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Want to see what state of mind you may have been in. Oh, yeah. This is why I don't drink anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Ohio will do that to you. Uh, Yep. Yep. You know what you won't find in Ohio? Crocodiles. Don't say that. There's probably people with them in their house. Yeah, well, there have been a lot of reports. I don't know if they're alligators or crocodiles, but around the Pittsburgh area, they have found several measuring three feet or larger. Uh, They don't know if someone just releases them because they get too big or if they actually have a nesting place. Yeah, it's uh, entertaining, to say the least. People will be kayaking, and then all of a sudden they see this <laughs> four-foot alligator go swimming by. Which, it's funny, because, like, that's the norm where I'm from. It's like, oh, yeah, you're kayaking. Oh, look, there's a gator. Yep, that's to be expected. Yeah. NBD. Ah, no big deal. Nope. Look. Oh, my gosh. Does nobody know what that means? I've used that so many times in the last two weeks, and they're like, what's NBD? Exactly. So now you Am know, I but I got it. I got you got it. it. No biggie dee. There are still a lot of abbreviations I don't know on social media, but I got that one. <laughs> well, the reason I bring up crocodiles okay. is I found this really entertaining short little story on the chive. Oh. And yes, it applies to this show. It may not seem like it at first. Uh, crocodiles. Okay. I'm intrigued. Australian crocodile sex fest triggered by Chinook helicopter. Uh, the vibrations got a horny. You're close. John Lever (coughs) is no stranger to crocodile orgies. Owner and operator of Kurana Crocodile Farm in Queensland, Australia, Lever told ABC North. There's something about the sonic waves that really gets them stirred up. This after his nearly 3,000 crocodiles began engaging in some wild and wonderful fun of their own. 3,000. You heard that right. Why? According to Lever, the Singapore military uses his farm as a marker when holding training operations to let them know when to change their flight course. During a recent flyover, Lever said, we had a big Chinook helicopter that came down low because the guys wanted to take some pictures of the crocodiles. My God, of course they did. Of course. Chinook helicopters create a massive and steady thumping sound. Mm. According to Lever... 
all of the big males got up and roared and bellowed up at the sky. And then after the helicopters left, they mated like mad. The males mated with each other? I would say the females. There's no mention of females. You're not wrong. But you don't you don't mate. I would think mating is to spread the the genetic line. If it is a male on male, that's not mating. I would have to I'd have to look and see. I mean, would an insertion be mating though? The act of the act of mating? Sex, but it wouldn't be mating. Do gators have cloacas? Cloaca's a cloaca. <laughs> There's your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the sound coming off of the aircraft is eerily similar to that of thunder during a storm, which is conveniently a massive aphrodisiac to the crocodiles. Wow. Experts have a few theories about why a helicopter would rile up a male croc. One idea is that crocs associate thunder with rain and the wet season... I'm going to leave that alone, is prime <laughs> mating season. Although not proven, another theory states that some crocs may associate the helicopter sound with a competing bull thudding into the water, and they must rush to protect their seeds. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah. That was in my brain space there. Whatever the explanation might be, it doesn't seem to make a difference to these horned-up reptiles who finish the deed in just a matter of minutes. Okay, see, that's rude. Yeah, you don't. Oh, you don't have to say that. I mean, make make them feel. They can't bad. read. They don't. They can't read. They don't know. That's true. They're just waiting for the next helicopter to come over so they get. <laughs> if they had fingers, you know what they'd do. Why no, Madeline Ray? <laughs> what would they do? <laughs> Finger blast the bees. <laughs> Just well for that. little finger bang of the cloacas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do I with this. I love the word cloaca. It is it's a wonderful good. word. Yeah, it just feels good in the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Cloaca feels good in the mouth? Okay. Yeah, cloaca. It's just a good word to say. I think we should just walk away from that one. uh, All this talk of cloacas and thudding bowls, I just need to end this one. So I think what we need to do is end this episode... With some statistics from AEBNTrends.com, popular searches by state in September of o- and October of 2023. Are you ready? Yes. What are you eating now? Still the donut. I'm still eating. Dear listeners, she has been nursing. <laughs> like of it. She's been nursing this donut forever. You know. I got shit on on Thanksgiving because I had I showed up with a coffee drink. Okay. All right. At like I don't know, two o'clock. All right. Had my little coffee. Okay. It's caffeinated, so I could stay up. No. Seven o'clock rolls around. One of the people is like, "Are you still drinking that?" And I'm like, 
yes, I'm, I'm sipping it. I'm nursing it. it. It's what I do. I, I like to savor my things throughout the day. Mm. Um, I, you would have swore to God I had a dick growing out of my head. What do you mean? You, just, you should drink it real quick. I'm like, no. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. It took me like four and a half hours to drink one like small coffee. Oh, I'm weird with coffee. I don't like it super hot when I drink it. But once I get to the point where it's like an hour after it's been in the cup, I'm done with it. Like it just it doesn't mentally feel right to me anymore to keep drinking it. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't care. It could be three days old as long as there's no milk in it. And I'll put it in the fridge. I'll overnight it. I'll reheat it if it's black. Mm hmm. Interesting. Well, we will have to see if there's any coffee searches when it comes to what we got going here from AEB and Trends. So here are popular straight searches for September and October of 2023 in Alabama. <laughs> oh, she's judging early. Puffy pussy. Oh, oh. Hmm. Puffy. I get it. Pussy. I just don't. Yeah, that's that's the opposite of cloaca in in the feel good department. <laughs> okay, but the there, oral feel good. See, I think it would feel better in your mouth. I think puffy pussy would feel better in your mouth nope. if that was the popular search in Pennsylvania, because then it's the triple P. Oh, the tri P. The, the tri P. <laughs> and. There are a number of performers that have, as they would describe on themselves, puffy pussies. Yeah. And they're adorable. That's all I'm I saying. concur. Yeah. In Arkansas. <laughs> you are so judgmental. It's because I see the word in my brain whenever it's said, and I'm like, no, it's Arkansas. Like, it just. Uh, okay. I got you. Sorry. I'm seeing things. Fuck licking. Huh? Fuck licking. No, I Fuck don't know licking. what that means. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to look it up. Okay, so I I don't it just the first thing that pops into my head is the dick comes out and you lick it. Okay. That's what I that's what I got. At po post coital licking. Okay, I got you. For those that stay present post coital, because if I've had a good orgasm he disappears. He goes to sleep. He's out. Inverts. Yeah, he crawls back into his hole. <laughs> now, in Florida, you may find this surprising. Oh. Creeper. None. Creeper? Creeper. Creeper. What were you going to say? Uh, nuns or something like <laughs> that. I don't know. Yeah. Creeper. That's what I used to call wedgies as a kid. Creepers. Yeah, they're creepers because they creep up your butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't allowed to say wedgie. My grandma was very much against that word. The W word was dirty. Oh, that's creeper. Funny. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start using that now. You know that. What? Creeper? Cre creeper, yes. Yeah, well, have fun with that wearing your sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> you get plenty of them. <laughs> I wear briefs, darn it. There's no creeping going on. Got to change it so you can get a creep and tell me all about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I want to be your creeper. Uh, 
you get mine, I'll get yours. <laughs> this has turned into a thing. In Iowa, I don't know who this is, but <laughs> I love the name. Amanda Panda. Amanda Panda. No idea. Mm-mm. But I love it. Might need to do a Google. Might have to. Might have to. What's going on in Ohio? Oh, since you asked, their top search, Japanese. Oh, what the hell's going on? Well, could be a lot of anime stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In South Dakota, <laughs> anal wife. Butt wife. You can tell it's Not a surprised. popular search, though, because that's a fantasy. Because there aren't many of them out there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. What's got what's Alaska got going on speaking of? Oh, she is not call, a lot. She's calling out states. Okay, wait a minute. Did I screw up a state? Alabama's AL. Oh. Are they not Alaska is fuck licking. I looked Alaska? at the wrong I looked at the wrong state. Uh Arkansas is Lucy Dahl, performer Lucy Dahl. Okay. Alaska. Sorry. I apologize to all those. Uh-huh. I was never a geometry major. <laughs> but they... you gotta get your piece of paper to block it out so you can read it. Exactly. That was a joke as well. So anyway, in Georgia, Dracula. Huh. So I would imagine because of Halloween, that made it a popular search, but that is a strange search. For the straight search. So does that mean... Yeah. Maybe people forgot they were called vampires? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you call those blood sucking things? What do you call the Draculars. The Draculars. <laughs> <laughs> they search too much. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're called vampires. That's what it is. <laughs> now, in Kansas, their top search, Molly. So I don't know if they mean ecstasy or someone <laughs> yeah. named Molly. Hmm. There's a lot to learn. In popular gay searches. In Alaska, I got it right this time. <clears throat> bigger the better. Okay. They're feeling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arizona. 12-inch cocks. Oh, going big. Whoa. In Alabama, pig. <laughs> In Colorado. Men with big balls. Good. Gay searches had it going on. Yeah. They know exactly what they want. In North Dakota, boot licking. (laughs) All right. Mm -hmm. In Indiana, prostate massage. (laughs) Obligatory sound effect. Uh, Yes. Of course. In South Dakota... 101 loads. That's my kind of person right there. (laughs) I just want to be coded. That's not it. So would that be considered a bukkake? Yes, for sure. Okay. But just 101 loads is so specific, like 101 Dalmatians. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to make a coat out of all of these. Very nice. (laughs) Or they just be coated. That is a brilliant reference by you. You're welcome. Yeah. 
<laughs> in Massachusetts, sounding. Mm. Ooh, look at Yes. So for those listening to the show who may not know what sounding is, Madeline Ray, can you please describe it? It is where a long tool, usually cylindrical, mm-hmm. sometimes textured, not recommended, is placed into the urethra of the penis right. and pushed gently down. <laughs> With some of it still hanging out, so you still have something to grab onto because you don't want to get anything lost down there. Correct. Yes. Yeah, think of a man pushing a metal chopstick mm-hmm. down his ding dong. Gently. Gently. Lubricant. Right. And if it hurts, stop. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> that, that one still gets me. Yeah. In Arizona, mm-hmm. I think I drank at this bar. Mm-hmm. Frosty Otter. Oh, I don't want to know what that is. <laughs> yes, you do. No, I know you do. It's an otter. I don't want to be scarred. <laughs> oh, I'll never be able to look at their cute. Oh, I saw otters like two weeks ago that were all just playing and having a great time. I went to an aquarium. Oh, okay. (laughs) But they were so cute. They were just like rolling around doing otter things. But honestly, it kind of felt like they were all on like ecstasy because they were like. (laughs) And then they flop back in the water and get back out and rub on things. Mm, Gotcha. Gotcha. It's good. It was a good time. I don't want to know. Stop it. I'm I'm searching. (laughs) I can't find it. (laughs) Turn your safe search off. (laughs) Yeah, like I got that turned on. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ruin it for me. What's next? And the last one that I'm going to bring to this episode in Minnesota. Bring me a boy. Excuse me? That's Minnesota. That's not me. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse Minnesota is what you should be saying. Oh. Yeah. It's, they need to chill out. I'm telling Yeah. The uh, the gay searches showed up hard for September and October of 2023. Yeah. Yikes. I, you know they're just going to get better now that we're entering the winter months and mm-hmm. people are stuck inside. Yeah. I can agree with that. I know my it's searches like, get nasty um, in the winter. TMI. <laughs> thought you were too busy for that sort of thing (laughs) damn it (laughs) well dear listeners i think it is time to begin to wrap up the first half of this show and tell you about my interview with nina nova thank you very much to her for doing this interview she had put out a call on social media like hey i love doing interviews Give me a podcast or a platform that I could do it on. And Quick and Dirty Media was kind enough to recommend me and a couple other podcasts. And I reached out. We followed each other. And I reached out and ended up having a wonderful conversation. She has a great story. And she is so motivated and passionate about working an adult and creating her brand and her legacy moving forward that you can feel it when she talks about it. It makes you excited for her and it makes you excited to talk to her when you hear someone just that passionate about what they are doing. And I hope she does it. And I'm 
have a feeling that she will because she is that type of person. She is a good business person. She's motivated. And I think her creativity and her dedication and her fan base are really going to propel her forward. So thank you to her. And I know everyone's going to really, really enjoy this interview. And I know everyone really, really enjoyed hearing us talk whatever we were talking about. Yeah, whatever that was. Weirdo. Your face. Oh, did your your mom? Oh, burn, your mom. <gasps> yeah, I did it. Mama Ray. Oh, <laughs> make me. You know what? What? Just so you know. Oh boy. I was wearing Mama Dangle's hat today when I was out in my garden cleaning it up for the winter. Oh, very nice. Just so you know. Okay. Yeah, I did the job. Kept my head warm. Oh, very nice. Mama Dangle said something to me yesterday that reminded me of who I am and where I came from. Did she bust your chops? No. She... Humbled you? <laughs> I was talking about how old people lose their ass. <laughs> they do. Old people just lose their ass. It's how it works when you get older. And basically what she said was, well, thank God that never happened to me because I still got a great ass. <laughs> You're like, Mom! That's right. I'm like, yeah, I know where I get it from now. Yeah. She's hilarious. So, dear Madeline Ray, can you please tell everybody where they could find your stuff? <laughs> <laughs> On the internet, specifically, MadelineRay.com, and every now and then on the Twitter and Instagram okay. and wherever else. Just yeah. use the fucking Google. Yeah, it's, it's right there. <laughs> Google. And you can find all my stuff at DickDangle.com, which is my links page, and DanglingAfterDark.com is the site where you just go and download episodes. So, yeah. dear listeners, please enjoy my interview with Nina Nova. Thank you one and all for listening to this episode. Take it away, Madeline. Spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> You're close. Give each other high fives often. I like that. Stay away from cloacas. <laughs> <laughs> Especially crocodile cloacas. <laughs> yeah. The old CC. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can do this. Come on. It's been two years or so. Come on. <laughs> I can't do this. Um, Please take. And thank you. <laughs> take take <Yeah>. a mint. <laughs> Please take care of yourselves <laughs> and the people around you. I give up. <laughs> Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Nita Nova, but not Madeline Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do it. It's a trap. I'm, I'm just, I've been planted here. <laughs> <laughs> fake <laughs> find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can oh goodness gracious she is a mess on the other side of this <laughs> stay away from mating crocodiles but please enjoy your Amanda Pandas and your Frosty Otters and of course Dangle on. <laughs> what a mess. Oh. <laughs> Please take a mint. <laughs> <laughs>
What's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't know, but it's why you're on the show. <laughs> don't worry. Dick will be coming back. Hi, this is Angela Summers, and you're dangling after dark with Dick Dangle. Mm, he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. My guest is a star in the making, and that's not a threat, it's a promise. She has worked for Blush Erotica, She Seduced Me, Dirty Cinema, Mean Bitches, Queer Crush, and Fetishland Studios, showing her quality of work and diversity of talent. And as she levels up, there's no telling how many awards she is going to win and how many fans she is going to have. It is time to meet the next woman of your dreams, the beautiful... Nina Nova. How are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely lovely. Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for your kind words. Absolutely. So before we get started with our conversation, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Absolutely. So you can go to my all my links at allmylinks.com slash Nina Nova XOXO, or you can find me on Twitter at Nina Nova XOXO. Very nice. Now, it is a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm glad that we have this opportunity because you are truly a star in the making, as I mentioned. You've really made a lane for yourself in the industry very quickly, but what drew you to making adult content? Yeah, so I got started in the adult industry about eight years ago um, when I was in college. I started as a cam girl. Uh, I cammed on and off for several years. Um, and then I just realized I was I was working a vanilla job, you know, doing the corporate nine to five. Well, I was doing nonprofit work, but nonprofit nine to five work. And I just realized it wasn't for me. Um, I had a lot of friends in the industry. I did some work with Suede, the sex worker mutual aid collective out here in Las Vegas. And a lot of them were involved in the porn industry. And I just saw an opportunity and I made an absolutely drastic career shift. I quit my jobs and I just dove right in. And I've always been the type of person to set my mind to something and then like not stop till I get hit. I think it's the Capricorn in me. Um, so I just like had a had a dream and said, no, I'm going to I'm going to achieve it. And and here I am. I'm I am hopeful that I am achieving it. Yeah, absolutely. So do you do any camming now? I didn't notice any on your timeline. Yeah, so I haven't been camming. I've been so busy with studio scenes and with content creation, um, but it's definitely something that I'm not opposed to, and I will probably add to my uh, schedule and repertoire again soon. Uh, I know my fans are stoked to see me live and would appreciate that very much, so they can definitely stay tuned for me uh, doing some live streaming and some camming in the future. Um, it won't be as regular or, or super consistent, maybe like once a week or once every two weeks, but they'll be able to find me live coming very soon. Did your camming experience come in handy when it came to the move to adult? And is your style when you were camming similar to what you do now when it comes to shooting scenes? 
Amazing questions. So I think it 100% helped prepare me for this industry, but I, it's totally a different world. Like I, I thought I'd be a lot more prepared than I actually was. Like it's like, oh, I've been camming for so long. I'm like a veteran. Like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a greenie. I'm not fresh. I'm not new. And then I joined this industry, the the adult film industry, and I realized no, actually, there's a lot different. But I will say that it gave me a lot of confidence. It gave me a lot of ability to ad lib a lot of um, presence on camera. It has helped a lot with fetish work because I did so much fetish work. I did so much role play. I feel really comfortable with dialogue on set, which is really a benefit. Um, I did a lot of femdom work on cam as well. So that has proven to be really helpful as I just did my debut on meanbitches.com, which is so exciting. Uh, so yeah, it really did prepare me in a lot of ways, but it was also very different. And I definitely prefer the adult film industry over um, camming. And I prefer content creation over camming, hands down. Is it because of the interaction that you have directly with the person that you're shooting with? Because I know that when it comes to camming, even though you are live chatting with people, there's still a bit of a disconnect. Are you someone that really enjoys that person-to-person intimacy when it comes to the work? Yeah, I love the intimacy of scenes. I also love the, like, cinematic aspect of it. Like, I love, like, I love creating. Um, I love content creation. I used to, like, make all these shows and these, like, plot points almost for my cam shows back then. And um, I used to, like, want to be, like, a YouTuber or, you know, I always used to, I, I say nowadays, like, when I was younger, I wanted to be on Broadway, but I'm on Brazzers now instead, you know? So, <laughs> so acting has always been kind of something I've cared a lot about. And I think that that like really shows. And I think that's part of why I'm drawn to porn so much is there's so many aspects that go into it, like modeling, which I've always been very into, acting, um, improv, um, editing, market, like all of these as- these other aspects that are really enticing to me that just make you a well-rounded kind of business person also. Um, and I also love the idea of being able to like go to my scene, clock, basically clock in and clock out and like have that divide. Whereas like, you know, my webcam is like right across from my bed and it's in my bedroom and then there's no divide, you know, it's like, it's always ever present. So I like having that divide between like my personal and professional life as well. Yeah, I'm sure that not only the learning the new aspects of doing content creation instead of camming is very unique. So what were some of the things that you are still kind of getting comfortable with when it comes to that? Yeah, I mean, there's been definitely a learning curve in this industry. I mean, I just started doing more VR scenes. Um, So I've done a VR scene with Summer Heart Studios, and I just did my first um, partnered VR scene with POVR, which is super exciting. Um, So, like, there are just aspects of content creation in the adult film industry that are so much more complex than, you know, camming. Um, Like, there are angles that I have not had to consider. There are, like... um, just different things about making sure the camera catches like penetration at the right way, making sure you arch your back in the right way. Like all of these little things that I am learning every single scene. Like I just told a director the other day, every scene I do, I learn something new about this industry and about the work that I'm doing. And I think that's a testament to uh, one, like good directors and good PAs and good crews and good co-performers. And it's also a testament to the fact that all of us are still learning and growing. And if we aren't learning something new each scene, then maybe we should reassess because we should be. But there's definitely been things like that, you know, like 
I'm glad I took film acting classes as a young person because it definitely helped. Um, Because I know how to be on camera in general, but, you know, having sex on camera is a little different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, But yeah. And then I think another aspect that's super different is um, the networking of it all. Right. Like the, the having to really build a brand and a persona for yourself and really like a reputation and and like maintain that reputation and that brand and that persona um, and like really building a fan base. I had a fan base as a cam girl, you know, but it felt way more like almost anonymous in a lot of ways. Right. Like it was a persona of n- no doubt. Like I was Nina Knightley back then. Nina Knightley was on top of the world, you know, but now like this being an adult film work it's it's your life like it is you are it's it's a it's a lifestyle for sure Mm -hmm. now before we continue you mentioned something as we first started this conversation you said it must be the capricorn in me so are you big in astrology you know the, the, the zodiac stuff or are you more of just kind of a a passive enjoyer of what that kind of brings to to your life because i know some people that they dive into it like i won't date uh this or that and because i'm gonna be honest i'm a pisces nobody wants to date a pisces i can't figure out why (laughs) and it's very offensive (laughs) oh my god i'm not that intense but i'm definitely a hippie witchy type of bitch (laughs) um i I don't even know (laughs) but um, you're fine (laughs) okay cool i mean we're talking about fucking so i sure hope i can exactly (laughs) Um, yeah, so I definitely love astrology. I've definitely self-studied. I like tarot. Um, I like uh, to delve deeper into like spirituality, but I'm not the type, like, for example, I don't think there are any bad signs. Like, I think if anything, our like zodiac signs are like really meant to just guide us and help us self-develop into, you know, our higher selves, right? Like our horoscopes like should never be read negatively. They should only ever be read as self-developmental tools, right? Like this is just guidance for us to figure out how to become our better selves, like whatever the better version of your sign is. Like it's really just meant to be a guiding tool or that's how I use it. Um, and I think the same way about like tarot, right? Like there are no bad tarot cards. Like people will pull, like pull the devil card or like, like the tower card and they'll be like, Oh my God, my life is ending. Everything is going to go to shit. But in actuality, like there is no bad tarot reading. It's, it's entirely up to the interpretation and it's all just really self-developmental tools in my opinion to, to really like be aware and critical and reflect on yourself and use those, those tools just like you'd use anything else. I like that. I like people that believe that everything is either a learning tool or a positive moment. There isn't that negative. And it does take a long time to learn that skill. And I'm impressed that you have learned it as as young as you have, because it took me a long time to do that. Yeah, I I feel very blessed to have caught on this early. So as you mentioned, you had a scene release for Mean Bitches, where, of course, you are playing a very dominant role. Do dominant roles and does dominance in general come natural to you? Are you a switch or did that take you a little while to get into the headspace of? So, like, this is actually such a funny question because in my personal life, I feel like I lean very, very submissive, right? Like, in my personal sex life, I lean very submissive. But being on cam for so long, I often was doing femdom work, and I didn't identify it that way back then. I didn't really know. I didn't really – 
I wasn't really like open to that world yet, but I, I was doing it all the time. I was doing small penis humiliation. I was doing degradation. I was doing like boss role plays. I was doing like, um, like come eating instructions, like really like rude, like dick ratings, like just really like an intense amount of femdom work. And it took me a while to even recognize it as such. And then, you know, I got on set with Glenn for Mean Bitches and I just like, we were talking through the scene and we were talking through what I could do. And I was already smirking. And Glenn was like, exactly that. You've got it. Exactly. That's it. And it just, it really does tend to come natural to me on set, at least. And, and in terms of performing, it really feels natural and it feels right. And it feels fun in a way that maybe not um, all scenes do. Like, it's just something spicy that I like to do. Uh, and I really, really hope to get booked for more femdom scenes, scenes because they are definitely some of my favorite. And they push me to really think, to one, get in the headspace of the sub that I'm working with and to be mindful and aware and really conscientious, but to also like really figure out what makes that person tick and, and what gets them off. And, and I love the psychology of it. I really, really do. So I really enjoy it and it, I really enjoy it and it does seem to come natural to me. And, I, and I, I've been doing it a lot longer than I realized. <laughs> so as your career is progressing, are you discovering more things that you enjoy sexually just as a person? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, like I said, I tend to lean more submissive in my personal sex life. But ever since I've been doing more, you know, that mean bitch scene opened my eyes to some things. I'm trying to degrade some men in bed. I really am. I really am. And then, you know, doing fetish work too, like do, working for Fetishland uh, Films and doing a lot of fetish work with them. Like I just am realizing that there is so much more to explore that I didn't realize. Like I remember thinking I knew everything at 20, like thinking I knew all the kinks that existed. I remember telling like my boyfriend at the time, like, what are we going to do when we're 70? We've already done it all. And now I'm like, that was so dumb. Like we had not done even the tip of the iceberg. So really it's like this industry is just opening my eyes to so many possibilities. Like, sexually that like I'm just a way more open person now sexually than I than I even was when I was camming like I feel a lot more sexually liberated and way more like open to fetish work like every time my brain like I hear a fetish that like my brain immediately goes no or that's weird or maybe that's like gross like my brain automatically corrects itself now and is like wait no actually why might that person like that why might they enjoy that might I enjoy that and then I do some self-critical like kind of reflection and I find myself opening up to a lot more kinks and fetishes than I ever would have in years past. So I'm, I'm really appreciative for that switch in, in the way that I think. And I credit that entirely to the work that I've done in the porn industry for sure. Does this, this passion that you have for discovery, be it professionally or personally, when it comes to sex, does that make it difficult to... I guess you would say slow play your career because now you have this fire where you want to experience everything. But there are people that say you should kind of spread out the important scenes that you will do in your career out. So you don't throw it all at the audience at once. Does, is that a hard bridge to cross? Yeah, I've definitely heard that. You know, it's, I kind of like, <laughs> 
threw that out real quick because one of my first pro scenes was a gangbang. So oh, wow. I kind of I kind of came in hot and heavy right. and kind of didn't even know. <laughs> I was like, you know, just ready to go. Gangbangs had always been a fantasy of mine. It was something that I really wanted to do. So it was something I was like really like quick to jump at. Um, but I have heard that since then, right? Like, you know, and oh, my second or third pro scene was an extreme anal scene for everything but with kink. So that was like another like just kind of threw that one right out the window. Um, but now as I'm progressing in my career, like I understand the importance of um, really uplifting and prioritizing those those big scenes, those big moments, those those priority like um, like, yeah, moments. But I'm not too worried. I feel like I've developed quite an established fan base that is going to follow me um, and is not going to get tired. And, and they know that it's just up from here and I'm going to be doing even cooler and weirder shit in the future. So I'm not super worried, but I definitely keep it in mind um, now, especially uh, like I just did another gangbang scene with Cream Pie Kathy, um, which won't be coming out for quite some time. But that one is going to be a big one. We broke a record on set that day with, I think, over 20 cream pies. Um, so uh, that one will come out in the next year or so. Um, so I'm hoping, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to slow play, but I'm also, you know, I'm not staring the gift horse in the mouth or whatever the phrase is. I'm really just incredibly grateful for whatever opportunity lands in my lap. And, uh, I feel like I am divinely guided. And if this is right, no matter how fast I take it, it it's going to happen. We were talking a little bit before we started recording and we were talking about how there are times where you record a scene and it could be a significant amount of time before that scene is actually released. That has to be frustrating, not only personally because you want your fans to see it, but professionally because there are times where you really can't tease the scene until it's just about ready to come out. How difficult has that transition been? Because when you cam, you just cam and it goes out. But you know, you're waiting uh, a year or more sometimes for scenes to come out. How how different is that mindset to get used to? It's hard. I'm an impatient person. I'm impatient. Oh my God, I'm so impatient. It has been really difficult. Um, you know, like I've been really blessed to be an extra for a few browser scenes um, over the last year. Um, and I'm still playing extra roles with them currently. Um, and some of those have not come out still, you know. And But those moments, like when those scenes come out, you know, those are the big moments, right? Like those drive people to your socials. They drive people and create new fans. And really, that's what I get anxious and impatient about is like, I'm so excited for people, new people to get eyes on my work that they ha that haven't yet already. Um, like, also, I want to see the scene like I'm always so excited about the pretty girl stills. I'm always so excited to see how I did like the final product. Um, so I get a little impatient, but I really just trust in the timing of it all. Um, and I, I've learned that like, you know, you can't rush things. Like I'm today is actually my one year for anniversary. Congratulations. Today is my one year for anniversary. And I feel like, you know, with the patients I'm working on developing, um, I'm seeing success and momentum build, even if my scenes do take a while to come out. So I've found peace with it. Um, I've definitely found peace with it. And it's been long enough now that a lot of those scenes are coming out and there are more coming. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that my fans are going to be pretty excited about what they're going to be seeing in the next couple months, um, as am I. Yeah, very nice. 
Now, on the other end of the spectrum from Mean Bitches, you have a passionate scene with uh, Puerto Rock from Blush Erotica called The Third Date. And I love that you can perform roles that are either intense or romantic. Do you find one easier to do than the other because there is that stronger connection when it is a little bit more passionate? That's a great question. Honestly, I feel like I feel really blessed to have taken acting classes as a younger person and to have been so involved in theater and film and film acting. So I feel like I am a pretty good method actor, right? Like I get on set and I I hear the plot and the premise and like I can really put myself in that mindset pretty quickly. Um, So I feel pretty adept at that. Um, But I definitely love a romantic, passionate scene. I just did one with Peter King with Dirty Cinema's production. Um, We did a a trade scene that's going to be really amazing. We both kind of like brainstormed it together and co-created it. Um, And it's a passionate date scene, kind of similar to the Blush Erotica one. And I really do love those. and, And I can very easily slip into that mindset, of course. But I don't find it particularly difficult to slip into the more dominant roles either. Um, Because, again, like I am like at the end of the day, this is also a job like this is fun. This is fun. But at the end of the day, this is a job. And I show up to set really prepared to to do what I'm asked. And and I feel like um, I am pretty skilled at it. I hope I hope that the directors and people I've worked with agree. But um, yeah, I uh, I feel like pretty prepared to hop into whatever I'm asked. So having that method acting mindset, are you uh, quick to be a crier? Like, can you cry on cue? That's a great question. I haven't tried that in years. I used to be able to. Oh, wow. I, I'm a big crier anyway, so <laughs> I mean, it don't take much for me. I'll cry when I'm happy. I'll cry when I'm angry. I'll cry. I'll cry. I'll cry for any reason, really. So it don't take much. Um, but yeah, I, I really am. I'm also a very empathetic person. So really, it just takes me like two seconds of thinking about anything wrong in the world to start crying. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at like cueing myself to get into into the mindset or get into the to, to the emotional state I need to be in for a scene or or for um, a promo or for camming or whatever I'm doing. I noticed that in some of the scenes you've done, you do wear glasses. You're actually wearing them as we record this interview. Now, my fans know that I'm a man that really loves glasses. Now, do you have a set of glasses that you wear when you shoot scenes so good glasses don't get ruined? And how bad are your eyes? Are they legitimate bad? <laughs> These are great questions. Um, so I do have my like pretty standard glasses that I wear in most scenes that are like pretty my pretty much my brand. I'm wearing a different pair right now. But this, these are just my fun little pink heart glasses. For those who can't see, you can imagine they're little pink prescription heart-shaped glasses because I'm adorable. But normally, I wear my typical kind of like gold-framed, uh, rose gold-framed, like big cat-eye glasses. And my eyesight is not that bad. I have astigmatism. If a producer or a director asks me to take them off for the scene, which some have, I'm more than willing to, and I'm more than able to complete the scene without them on. Um, but I find that a lot of my fans appreciate my glasses and, and really see them as a part of my persona and as a part of what makes me so sexy and what makes me so unique. Um, and everybody wants to see me get come on my face with my glasses on. You know, everyone wants to see me get those glasses nutted on. So 
Um, those glasses have seen quite a bit of semen in their days. Um, but I did recently buy a second pair. And what I'm going to do for the scenes in which directors don't want to worry about glare, I'm actually going to pop out the lenses and just use the frames. So I'll have a set with no lenses and then a set with my actual prescription lenses that I'll keep in my set bag at all times just in case, so I can still keep that brand, keep that image, um, and keep those glasses on. Um, so yeah, I kind of do have an extra, like a pair that I use for porn, but they're usually just my go-tos anyway. So it's quite possible that as we speak, the seeing glasses are pregnant and they're going to give birth a little baby eyeglass. Uh, Absolutely. They're definitely pregnant. They did not take no plan B. They did not take no plan B. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I am blinder than blind. I can't imagine doing a scene without my glasses or contacts because I would just, I would be having sex with the chair in the hotel room and not even know it. <laughs> no, I'm really blessed to not have that bad of eyesight yet. Um, it gets worse every year because, you know, astigmatism is like that, but I, I've, been pretty diligent about wearing my glasses so they've stayed pretty steady um so i really can't read that well without them i have to have people read the script to me if i don't have them on but um but for the most part i, I can find the dick i can find the clip i can find what i gotta look for and i'm good to go <laughs> Now, one way for fans to really get to know and connect with you is through conventions have you had the opportunity to get to any conventions yet yeah, so I attended my first AVN last year, or I guess this year, um, earlier this year, and I'm super stoked to attend AVN again this year, um, and then we're going to see and go from there. Uh, I It's my dream to go to, you know, other conventions like Exotica um, or uh, I think XBiz does one or Fleshbot does their award show or there's so many, really, truly so many. But since I'm based in Las Vegas, AVN is my go-to. And I'm super stoked to be at ABN again this year. And I'm really excited to hopefully meet some of my fans there. Is it going to be a lot of networking or is it going to be shooting content and meeting fans or maybe a combination? Definitely a combination. Last year, I had a lot of content trades scheduled, but as all content creators know during ABN, like you have to stay flexible. Like you have to stay flexible. Lots of my uh, shoots were like rescheduled or shifted because things are constantly moving during ABN week. It is not, it's not an easy week, um, but it will be definitely a lot of networking. Uh, I'm really excited. I stopped by a lot of booths last year and I was just an, I was a nobody back then. And I'm hopeful that this year I'll have a little bit more name recognition and I'm excited to stop back at those same booths and be like, I'm back again, baby. You're going to shoot me one day. <laughs> um, but I'm also I'm also already like booking out some content trades with some people who are coming in from out of the country. I'm planning to meet up with some friends that are coming in up from out of the country. And I'll definitely be hopefully meeting up with some fans at the convention um, and signing some autographs and taking some pictures and uh, going from there. So it's going to be a busy week. It's going to be a hectic week. It's my birthday month too. So it'll be like a part of the celebration. I celebrate my birthday all month because I'm, a, I'm I don't know, narcissistic like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it'll be a good one. And it will be a combination of all of the above for sure. It, it's a busy week for me. Do you have 
goals or benchmarks that you hope to achieve while you're in this career? And if you had your own five scene showcase, what would it look like? Oh, these are great questions. So when you say five scene showcase, do you mean like with any studios ever or do you mean like, okay, wow. Okay. Got it. One. Yes. I am a Capricorn. Like I said earlier. So I have like three different notes on my phone with all of my five year, my five year plan, my one year plan, my studio, my dream studio list, um, my dream content creator list. Um, literally since last year, like the first day I started making porn, I was already dreaming of like my biggest, like, you know, my biggest dreams, the biggest things that I could possibly do. There are lots of benchmarks that I could share. Let me start with the five scenes though. I can probably rattle off a few studios that I'd be more than stoked to work with. Um, if I could do a showcase, first of all, browsers, obviously I would love to do a feature with browsers. That would be a dream. Delphine films. I would love to work for Delphine films. I love their work so, so much. Um, girlfriend films. I love girl, girl work and they are incredible. We're at three now, right? Um, team skeet. I would love to work for team skeet. Uh, their scenes are totally dope. We're at four, a uh, fifth. What is my fifth? There are so many good studios. Oh, uh, Biphoria. I would love to work with Jim Powers on any of his, any of his studios really, but Biphoria is one of my favorites. So those would probably be like my five scenes. I think I said five and then like benchmarks, like, I don't know, like my first DVD cover, um, you know, I like my first magazine feature, which I just landed today. I'm going to be in the February edition of Hustler. Oh, congratulations. And- Thank you. So I actually just landed that benchmark today. Um, You know, my first award nomination is a huge benchmark. My first booth signing at a convention, that's a huge benchmark. I'm trying to think of some others. My first Europe trip, which I actually just booked for next year. My first overseas work trip, I just booked yesterday for uh, fall of next year. I'll be going to Budapest and Prague and Barcelona to shoot in those various places. So I'm hitting these benchmarks quickly, which I'm very stoked about. And yeah, I I mean, like there's the obvious, like, you know, hitting a hundred thousand followers on Twitter, hitting my like first, like, you know, five figure month, like, you know, making 10,000 plus in a month. And there's a variety of other things, but really like my biggest benchmark that I've been working towards is just making sure that me and my family are comfortable financially and um, whatever it takes to get there is what I'm going to do. And all of these goals and dreams I have, uh, I'm sure I'm going to achieve them because I am that kind of person. I set my mind to it and I'm going to do it and I'm ready to kick some ass this year. Oh, fantastic. Now, because this is our first time talking to each other, you may not realize how I conduct my interviews, one of the things that I really enjoy doing with my guests is combing through their social media and asking <laughs> and asking them questions about certain posts that they have great. made. <laughs> Are you willing to answer a couple of questions? Yeah, why not? <laughs> so the first one was just a couple of days ago as we record this, and you wrote, Hosting a Halloween weekend party tonight, and I'm so stoked. So how did the Halloween party go, and what did you dress up as? <laughs> so it went amazing, and it was a horror party. So it was specifically meant for 
whores as well as LGBTQ people because I love, um, I identify as bisexual. I love my LGBTQ community. So it's for all the whores and all the gays, you know, all my favorite people. Um, so our horror party, my horror party, went quite well. I decorated, I bought all the decorations same day because I'm chaotic like that. Transformed the entire house, you know, put things on every surface. Um, had like stations set up. Um, uh, had to, I got to see friends I haven't seen in months. Got to see colleagues I haven't seen in a while. And it was a absolute blast. It was definitely the Halloween weekend celebration. I'm a big party thrower. Like my fans should know that about me. I love to plan events. I love to plan parties. Um, I already have like one like party a month scheduled for the next four months. Um, so I love to just bring community together in my home and to, you know, like break bread together, you know, like I love that. Um, and I love creating community in that way. So yeah, you'll probably see more tweets from me about parties I'm throwing. Um, and they're not like ragers or anything. They're usually pretty chill. Like we went around and did introductions and icebreakers because I'm that kind of person. <laughs> but, um, they're typically very, very uh, warm and um, joyful, and I, I love creating those spaces for for my people. Oh, I like that. I, I love people that bring community together. So, what did you dress up as? Oh, I forgot. Um, I dressed up as a vampire queen, Ooh. a sexy vampire queen. Of course. I actually got the costume from Wood Rocket when they did their warehouse clear out. I don't know if anybody knows Wood Rocket. But they're amazing, and they were giving away so many costumes. It was so difficult to choose, but the Vampire Queen was a pretty uh, easy one because uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a soul sucker. <laughs> I, I'm a snatch that shit. Yeah, it was easy. And it was a really hot outfit. It had a little corset. It had a little cape. It was all red and tight and a little body con dress. I got to wear my little thigh highs and my stilettos. Walking up and down those stairs in those stilettos, though, that was silly. <laughs> but um for the most part the costume was fantastic i almost did a costume change halfway through i did sleep in a pajama costume set that was a little like a pink dog or a rabbit pajama set i don't even know it was just cute uh, i take the halloween very seriously so even my pajamas had to be a, a matching halloween costume that night <laughs> <laughs> oh very nice so does this mean the sexy vampire outfit will be seen again in some form of content it has to right absolutely will be it absolutely will be seen in some form of content i'm really really lucky to have a great costume inventory uh especially as i start making more customs speaking of y'all request your customs i tweet about it joe go do that definitely go do that and i have an abundance of costumes to work off of so you'll be seeing some interesting content in the future uh some fun content some weird cosplay content uh, yeah, I'm really stoked on it. I, I love to dress up. I love to dress up. I love clothes way too much. I actually have clothes in every corner of my house, and that is not an exaggeration right now. <laughs> so definitely going to be playing dress up in my scenes soon. So the next tweet I would like to ask you about. Had a blast working with the most amazing Tiger Lily today for and with Will Do Things, who is Will Tile, and Nikki Z on cam. And then there was a second picture with that, and it was just like, oh, aren't we the cutest? That is quite the list of cool people for sure. And it must be amazing to meet people within the community 
that have good reputations and are doing good things. How has that journey been of just trying to find people around you to connect with and make content with? Honestly, I feel like I've been so blessed. You know, I, I started out in this in this industry with a lot of mentors from the Suede Collective. Some of the biggest mentors that I have being Olive Glass and Xander Corvus. Those two people really guided me through the beginning of my um, porn journey. Cody Vore is another great example of someone who has guided me through my porn journey. Um, I could probably think of a hundred other names. You know, Will was in one of my first pro scenes, Will Tile. Um, Nikki and I have had the great chance to work together a few times. I have been really, really blessed to have already known people in the community based off of the community work we were doing that really have uplifted me and have given me platforms that I might not otherwise have been given or offered. And I'm endlessly grateful for that. So I've actually found that it has been, I, I found myself doing it with ease, honestly, meeting these amazing people in the industry and like just hitting it off and like being able to create content with them and just having it flow and, and being given these opportunities. And I don't take them for granted one bit because I know, I know how difficult it is to make it in an entertainment industry. And I am so, so blessed with the people I have met in this industry and the people I've had in my life in this industry. Um, so honestly, it's been, it's been a pretty fun ride. Oh, very nice. I'm glad to hear that. Now, the next post I'd like to ask you about this one a little little racy you wrote i must have orgasmed like seven times yesterday <laughs> and i still want more now i imagine that is one of the reasons you got into the industry but is quenching that thirst easier or harder than you expected because talent may not always be available to help <laughs> yeah uh, well you know my best friend is my Hitachi wand okay. so <laughs> me and me and that wand get along real well on a day-to-day -day basis um I once lost my charger and I didn't even bother looking for it I prime overnighted it because I was like I'm I need it now <laughs> I need it now so I find that me, myself, and I can quench that thirst when necessary, but I also find that I'm getting dicked down quite a bit in this industry, so that thirst is being satiated very, very, very much so, um, but when it's not, I definitely take care of myself, <laughs> and uh, I take care of myself a lot. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that everything is working out so well for you. That makes me happy. It is. Now, the last post I would like to ask you about is something you referenced earlier. My one-year anniversary is coming up, so I decided to do some girl math on my body count stats. Since my first scene in the industry, my body count has increased by 321%. Real ho shit. <laughs> Now, I love your math. That is so cool. Do you have a list of all your scenes and talent that you worked with? Like, are you kind of obsessive compulsive about stuff like that? Or like when you say something like that, I imagine you have a spreadsheet of stuff. So this is actually quite a funny story because I, I do. So I have a black book list and I've been keeping this black book list since I was 13. <laughs> so it spans years. 
Even when I did my glory hole, I just have anonymous one, anonymous two, anonymous three, anonymous four, anonymous five. So I am very diligent about updating my black book list. And in part, it all started because me and my best friend at the time got into a competition about who could have the highest body count. Obviously, by now, we all know who's winning. <laughs> of course. We all know who's winning that competition now. Um, so he, he kind of threw in the towel on that one. But um, yeah, so I, I've just been so diligent about keeping track. And, and it's also good to just know, like, I have, like, a content and a scene tracker spreadsheet just to keep track of when, like, you know, when my scenes might be coming out. Also, it's just good to know, like, should I ever pop on a test? Who do I have to contact? Who do I have to reach out to? It's good safety practices, safety protocol. Um, and, you know, like, we have a lot of interactions in this industry. It's easy to forget sometimes. I think I was just on set with somebody, with two people who didn't, one of them didn't realize that they had worked together. And the other was like, wait, we've worked together. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, we do we do be fucking a lot of people. <laughs> like, so it's nice to keep a list. I really treasure keeping a list. And uh, I, like, can almost always name, like, the exact number. I think... I don't know what number it is right now because it's been it's been going crazy the last couple months. But um, uh, yeah, I definitely keep that list up to date. Oh, I love that. It, that that warms my heart. Like you do not know. Now, my last question for you: What does the future hold for you uh, beyond AVN in January? Uh, do you have any other conventions coming up? Do you have any travel? Do you have any work that you know is coming up that you won't get in trouble for letting me know? <laughs> what can your fans expect? All right. Well, AVN for sure. You'll see me at AVN Las Vegas in January. Um, I will be traveling through Europe, like I said, to Budapest, Prague, and Barcelona to film with some European agencies next fall, which is super exciting. This has been tweeted about, so I can also talk about this. I just did an amazing reverse blowbang girl-girl orgy with Morgasm featuring stars like uh, Roxy Sinner, Gia Page, Penelope Kay, Rocky Emerson, and live revamped. I can't. Even, I can't even name all. Of, it's just amazing. An amazing cast. So they can look forward to that scene coming out. Um, I'm hoping to go to Exotica next year to one of the Exoticas, and I will be camming in the near future. So you'll be seeing me live. And I'm not going anywhere. So you will be seeing plenty more scenes coming from me. Hopefully, just from bigger and better and larger and cooler and weirder studios um, and companies. And um, really, it's only up from here. So I hope everyone stays tuned. Very nice. Gia and Rocky are two of my favorite people on this planet. I adore They're amazing. So as you said, it is only up from here. And that was actually a post you made in the beginning of October. You said, it's only up from here, babes. And I have no doubt that that is true. I'm sure the listeners can hear your passion, your excitement, your professionalism when it comes to you doing this interview. And I know you're going to gain so many fans this upcoming year. I cannot wait. Like I am actually more excited than I was before this started to see what the future holds for you. Uh, just, you are an amazing person. Thank you so, so much. Maybe in a year from now we can chat again and we'll see what, has changed and what has happened for me. And hopefully we'll be checking off some of those benchmarks that I listed um, because my dreams are big and, and I plan to achieve them one way or another. So I hope that y'all, everyone listening follows me along on the journey because uh, I'm one committed person and I'm tenacious and I won't let up. 
So I, I really hope that that there's bigger and better things in store for me. And, and I'm really grateful for your confidence and, and your kindness um, and, and your belief in, in my journey as well. I, I really appreciate that. That is very sweet of you to say, and you are quite welcome. It has been a pleasure. So one more time before I let you go, can you please tell everybody where they can find you online and on social media? Of course. So you can find all my links at allmylinks.com slash NinaNovaXOXO, or you can find me on Twitter at NinaNovaXOXO. Fantastic. Well, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope to meet you very soon in the future, and you have an open platform to be on this show at any point. You just let me know, and I know the fans will love it. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This has been lovely, and I hope to talk to you again soon.